The 2024 standings predictions dropped yesterday over at Baseball Prospectus. We're going to tell you why the Pakoda standings projections are a steaming pile of hot garbage. We've got that. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so sorry for cutting you off there, Steve, but I'm so fired up about this because you are locked on Reds. My name is Jeff Gar. His name is Steve Offenbaker, and all of the projection systems are absolutely dumb. We're going to tell you why on today's Locked On Reds. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. We love the Cincinnati Reds. We have turned an addiction to this team into information for you and you might say we're biased you might think that we just got some sort of reds color goggles on but we're gonna tell you and many reasons why projection systems don't know anything on today's podcast thank you so much for joining us here because uh standings projections individual player projections all have one fatal flaw that mean they have no idea how to predict the cincinnati reds and we're going to tell you why we're also going to compare how the Reds stack up with the Milwaukee Brewers who tore it all down. And yet projection systems still seem to have them finishing ahead of the Reds. I I don't understand. I don't understand. We're going to get into all of it here today. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Reds part of your day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Join now over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make every moment more. New users who place a winning $5 wager can get $200 back in bonus bets. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, Steve. I mean, we, we were we were prepping. And, and if if anyone uh, could hear into the prep, uh, I'm sorry. I don't think you could. If you could, then you, you've got some sort of mutant X-Men powers that you can hear our prep. Uh, but it would have been explicitly rated because these projection systems, Pakoda, which is baseball prospectus, Death charts, which is fan graphs, don't have a clue. They don't. There are some really off-the-wall predictions and a lot of projections that just even a casual fan can look at some of these projections and see that they just don't make any sense, Jeff. The St. Louis Cardinals, as an example, in these Pakoda projections have jumped from last in the division to first with a projected 86 wins, 85.5. So we're going to round 86 wins. There is absolutely no way the Cardinals have gotten that much better with their cream corn brigade. There's no, no way. No, tapioca pudding is not going to get you 86 wins. And, and, and to be honest, okay, so here's how these projection systems work. They take the info from past seasons on all the players on the team depth charts does for fan graphs. They take past performances. They try to average them out and they look and see what this year could be based on past performances. Then 
Pagoda, P-E-C-O-T-A, takes that and then puts it into an algorithm and determines the average win-loss over a thousand projected seasons for each team, which then also brings you like playoff percentages and all this other stuff. That is the most mathematical we will get for this entire thing because it gets way more complicated than that, and I don't even understand it, so I can't even really explain it. But when you look at the big picture of this, that's how that works. It is based on past performances. So don't let this flawed system of projections sour your enthusiasm on the 2024 Reds in any way because there's one simple thing that they have that they're missing, and it's the ability to predict progress. The Reds were projected to win 67 games last year. Steve, how many games they win? They won 82 games, Jeffrey. 82 games. 82 games, Steve. They don't know nothing when they're talking about the predictions for the 2024 Cincinnati Reds. No, they're off by a lot. And look, I know that they're giving a, a, a loose crystal ball look into this team. But when you look around baseball and you look around at the things that they have projected, it really calls into question the common sense approach to this deal. I mean, right. when you put out, when you put this out and you predict that Milwaukee is going to drop by 14 games and finish third in the division, they have the Cubs winning just 80.2 was the average. So 80 games Cincinnati finishes fourth year, only better than the pirates. And there's just no realm. I mean, for that to be true, Jeff, and I know we're going to get into this more in depth a little bit later in the show, but for that to be true, they went, they went all in on an opposite prediction of what I said. My big, bold prediction for 2024 is that nobody is going to have a sophomore slump, that everybody is going to improve on what they did in 2023. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to be an all-star, but everybody's going to get better. The development will continue. What these projections say is, is that everybody is going to fall flat on their face. Everybody is going to either hold what they got or get worse. Everybody is going to disappoint. And I don't know how you can look at this roster of talent and have any, any, Sense in your head and look at this roster and think that every single one of these guys is going to fail. Steve, I think we found our villain. I think we found our Megatron to our Optimus Prime. We are the optimists when it comes to the Reds. I totally understand that. But these projections are so pessimistic and we'll get into the individual side of them because when you look at a player by player basis on the Reds roster based on what uh, depth charts over at Fangraphs is projecting that's not very inspiring either this is the antithesis of everything that we are because we do talk about the one percentile you know outcome a lot more than we talk about the one percentile out you know the, the bottom one percent we talk about the top one more than we talk about the bottom one but even if you average out where the Reds could be their best and where the Reds could be their worst, it's still far better than what these projection systems are saying. And and I really think that it's important to note because as we talk about how excited we are and as we continually tell you to take the over on the Reds win total, these guys are saying to take the opposite because of what they simply have done. They look at the Cardinals who are full of the retirement home of baseball players and all of the data that those guys have provided. And they look at the brewers who have plenty of veterans still on their team that have provided plenty of data 
they have the Cubs and all this other stuff. The, the point is they go back on base perform, you know, on, on, on past performances and they base their projections off of past performances. Since the Reds at most have a guy who's played like three or four years, they just don't have enough information to make an accurate prediction. So don't look at these projections that are constantly telling you to take the under and think that that's what you should do with this team because let's, this team is far better than the computers say. Let's stick to this thought process for just a second. Did you already throw down an over under on based on what FanDuel already did it? Twenty twenty four. What was the over under on FanDuel? Over under on FanDuel is eighty two and a half. Eighty two and a half. So Pacota P E C O T A. Make sure everybody's got that right. Yeah, we keep saying Pagoda. They're Sorry, giving you they're family. giving you a seventy seven and a half over under. Basically, they're projecting a seventy eight win season. So the question you have to ask yourself, Jeff, if if FanDuel gave you right now 77 and a half oh as gosh. the over under, you'd take the over and put a lot of money on it, right? I mean, I know I would. Yeah, let's say that. How much money would you put on it? I would I would easily throw, I mean, I put a hundred on them last year at whatever they were at, 62 and a half. And that was in, coming off of that awful 2022. So was it 62 and a half? Something like that. I think that. it was a 67 oh. and a half, which is interesting because Pagoda would still yeah. have told you to take the under then as well. So, so yeah, I, if you I gave could, me 77 and a half, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd probably, gosh, I don't know. And I don't, I don't make big bets, but I would make a big bet on this. I'd probably put a hundred, $200 on that. And, and my point for bringing that up, Jeff, is that, these odds makers at FanDuel, at the Las Vegas, you know, casinos, all of these odds makers are scary accurate most of the time. And they're even more optimistic about what the Reds are going to do in 2024 than these guys that are supposed to be baseball experts. I don't understand it. No, and, and again, this is a computer projection, but still it's input from information that they have. And it's just a very flawed system. Don't let these flawed projection systems sour your enthusiasm for this year's reds. Just don't do it. All right, Jeff, the, the player projection system is wrong. Also, we're going to get into that and tell everybody why we need to take a deep breath and ignore these guys. And we've got that coming up here in just a second. And before I get into that, let's talk about FanDuel again for just a minute. They are the sponsor of today's podcast. Uh, happy Super Bowl week, everyone. Bengals are not there. I wish they were next year, baby, next year. But if you celebrate the Super Bowl and you want to get in on the action, FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is the place for you. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is going to come around and you're going to be looking to score the best seat on the couch. You're going to grab all your favorite snacks and you're going to be placing some super bets. New customers joining FanDuel today will get $200 in bonus bets back if their first bet of $5 or more wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. FanDuel will also let you take some uh, Reds bets. We were just talking about that. The current over-under is set at 82.5. It hasn't moved. Get in on it. Take the over. Trust us. Get over there before opening day. That line is going to move the closer we get. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start turning your sports knowledge into cash. FanDuel is an official partner of the National Football League and the official sportsbook of Locked On. Speaking of Locked On, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like Jeff and I from the Locked On Network plus our national shows that cover each and every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 
All right, Jeff, coming up on our next episode, we are going to be doing a more look at the National League Central and talking about those pesky Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, maybe we should get Ethan to drop by. Let's see if we can get Ethan to drop by and just talk a little smack for some off-season banter. We'll, we'll check on that and see if Ethan is available and unafraid. What are the odds? All right, let's get back into this depth chart projections, Jeff. We've talked about how the standings projections were just a complete pile of steaming hot garbage. I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, I don't think these depth chart projections are much better. No. And again, they discount progression, which means that they don't understand how to predict these players. There, there's so many weird things, and we're going to start with the pitching side of these projections because this one was really the, the, the downer when it came to the overall team performance because they projected the Reds to score like the fifth most runs in the league, but they also predicted them to be the third worst at preventing runs, giving up almost 830 runs. Only the Rockies and the Marlins are expected to give up more at least according to these projection systems. And, and I think that that is hilarious because if you're basing it off of last year's pitching staff, sure, you're going to get yourself, you know, all tied up in a knot trying to figure out how they're going to get better. But what they miss is the players that were missing because they don't know that the players who were missing made such an impact. Like look at some of these numbers and, and I've got this. If you're able to be watching here on YouTube, we'll kind of show you the projections here. You'll notice right off the bat that absolutely no pitcher is predicted to have an ERA of under four. And you'll notice that there is absolutely no pitcher that is projected to have more than 28 starts so all of the starting pitchers are going to start less than those games they have already said that they basically already said that the reds are not going to get any better at pitching they're actually going to get worse these predictions are just this when i looked into this chart the one that's on the screen right now for the youtube folks uh this is where i got angry today nobody better at for the old time stat folks not an ERA below four. The best ERA on the team is Fernando Cruz at 4.06. That is ridiculous. The, the pitchers that they are predicting to participate in the bullpen in 2024. They've got Levi Stout throwing 17 games out of this bullpen. They've got Carson Spires pitching 30 games out of this bullpen. Tony Santion with 25 games. Brandon Williamson pitching 16 <laughs> games out of this bullpen. Christian Roa with 14. Casey Legomina with 32. Lion Richardson with 10 bullpen appearances. I don't know where those are coming from. The list goes on and on and on, including putting Connor Phillips and Nick Lodolo part-time in this Reds bullpen. If, if even a percentage of that comes true, in 2024, it will mean every single thing has gone wrong. Everybody is hurt. Everybody has vanished. Nobody is available. Uh, a total disaster of a season. I, I just, I don't understand how a reasonable person looks at this and hits publish on a, a national website and thinks that, yeah, we nailed it. We got it. Somebody should have been looking over their shoulder and be like, wait a minute, crunch those numbers again, because this looks weird and, and and i just don't i don't fathom how they're figuring this out because let's look at some of these stats uh that they're projecting if you look closely and if you were to compare because i did because again i love the reds and i'm addicted to them and i'm kind of crazy but i compared last year's strikeout per nine innings ratio 
and uh, to this projection and i compared last year's walks per nine ratio to this projection they're basically the same they're not saying that any pitcher let alone hunter green let alone nick Lodolo, let alone graham ashcraft no one on this team is going to get better at striking everyone out no one is going to get better at limiting walks they think that they're going to be the same and i find that to be hilarious because again they're discounting progression. They're looking at the two years in most cases. I mean, Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft at least have two years worth of information to give to this projection system. The rookies, they only had one year to give. I mean, they had Andrew Abbott, Andrew Abbott with a 4.4 ERA. Steve, even with his last month of the season that was kind of rough, he still finished with an under four ERA. I don't know where they're getting all of this. No, it, it's it's crazy. Let's let's look at Brent Sooner for just a minute because you, you want to look at a pitcher that has a sample size. He has eight big league seasons under his belt. For his career, he has a 3.49 ERA. In the last three seasons, his ERA was 307, 378, 338, playing for the freaking Colorado Rockies, and they project him on this at 4.65. It is absolutely lunacy it's absolute lunacy they're just getting more and more ticked off at every number that i'm looking at and then you get into the batters you get into the hitting side of this and we were talking about this too and and i know you know the answer to this but i'm also going to ask it to uh to you that is listening or watching with us today um who is the highest batting average that they expect to be on this team is it matt mcclain is it tj friedel is, is, is it Ellie? That was Noavi Marte at 269. Which don't get me wrong, I love Noavi Marte. I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm saying that this is hilarious that they think that there are no Reds that will hit 270 or above. There are no Reds that will play every game this season. In fact, there's no Reds that are going to play more than 138 games. That, that, stop. And, and I know that we've done this. See, we are trying to do this for you. We are being your emotional sham wows today, um, which we will accept. Thanks. However, you if you put them in the comment section, if you let us know on Twitter, um, but we are being your emotional sham wows. Allow us to react to these projection systems and you ignore them because they are wrong in so many ways. There's some interesting predictions that are just kind of fun to look at within these games played, Jeff. Um, somehow, Jacob Herdebees is going to make it into three games for the Reds <laughs> this year. Austin um, wins into eight. Austin wins with just two games less than Jose Barrero. Reece, they only Reece have Hines. Jose Barrero. Yes. Reese Hines, Nick Martini, Stuart Fairchild all get into more games for the Reds in these projections than Jose Barrero, who is being looked at <laughs> as the 26th man on the bench. So very, very interesting, uh, wrong stuff here. Uh, it, if, you know, I'm worked up about it, I'm angry about it, but after I have a day to calm down, it's going to become super comical at how ridiculous this is. And yeah, we- I can't wait till next off season where we get to pick this apart. And then I'm going to um, package up that episode and send it right over to these folks and tell them to do better. Yeah, listen, we we are doing this thing and we're going to get back to it on tomorrow's episode where we are making predictions about the Cincinnati Reds team. We are taking a look at the players. We are taking a look at the team and we are 
definitely counting on the progression of some players and we are making predictions for what's going to happen this year. We're going to revisit them and probably laugh at ourselves with how wrong they are. We are also going to revisit these predictions and see how horribly wrong they are because sure we are the optimistic side of things. This is the pessimistic side. We are Optimus prime. They are Megatron. Write it down right now. Yeah. Even their home run predictions, Jeff. I mean, 81 games at great American ballpark at Cincinnati and the most homers on the team per their projections is Jamer Candelario with 23. Wrong. Uh, they do at least have, they have four guys hitting more than 20 home runs, but they have Candelario at 23, McLean at 22, CES at 22, and Ellie at 21. They don't even have Spencer Steer cracking 20 home runs. They have him at 19. I, I just, man, these are bad predictions. I just don't, and I don't see how, all right. If Christian Encarnacion Strand is going to have, and, and, and Fangraphs uses WRC plus, we talk about OPS plus, they're virtually the same thing, just slightly different calculations. But if he is going to be 13% better than an average hitter, why is he only playing in 99 games? I, I don't understand that at all. And he's going to play in more. He's going to probably hit 30 home runs. That might be an actual regular prediction for me, not even a bold prediction. I just, and I by don't. The way, that 113. That's tops on the team. They don't yeah. think anybody's going to be better than 13% above league average. That's the cap. So they're going to say that overall, Christian Encarnacion Strand is going to be the best hitter. And overall, he's not even going to play in 100 games. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, mm. I'm upset. And these are ridiculous. We need to uh, we need to ch channel that rage. We're going to channel this rage into making fun of the Brewers. We're going to do that coming up after this. Because first, I want to tell you that in between episodes, you can follow our rage and our love for the Cincinnati Reds on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. And you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds. There's no Fs in that. Also, make sure that you're bookmarking inside the Reds.com. Got some articles coming out about these Pagoda projections, and you can bet that I'm going to go into more detail as to why they are wrong. Um, also got some great stuff about, you know, is, is it Josh Harrison? Is it Jose Barrero? Um, can the Reds emulate the Royals? You can also read some great stuff that Caleb Sisk, the brand new writer for InsideTheReds.com, has written there. Steve's writing over there. Austin Elmore from 700WLW and Rick Uchino as well. And, of course, James Rapine as well writing about the Reds at InsideTheReds.com. Plus, join the Lockdown Reds Discord page. I'm sure they're going to have a lot to say about this episode because we're just upset. We're just upset. And there's plenty of good reasons why this team is far better than these projection systems are going. And the projection systems have the Brewers, the Brewers, who got rid of their ace, who lost their ace 1B to free agency slash injury, who are looking to trade their shortstop, who have a guy in Christian Yelich that is old and not as good as he used to be, who went out and got Reese Hoskins, who's coming off of an ACL injury. I don't know where the runs are coming from. I don't necessarily know who's pitching other than Freddie Peralta and Devin Williams and maybe Joel Piams. He was pretty good too. But this team is not as good as it was last year. And yet, for some reason, people still think that they're going to compete with the Reds. I don't believe it for a minute. No, this might actually be the only spot where the projection system looks semi-accurate, and that is the fall of the Brewers. They've got them 14 games worse 
2024 yeah. than they were in 2023. However, they've got the entire division giving up all of their progress to the Cardinals, which makes no sense, and 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 flailing and and falling. Milwaukee, 14 games. They might actually be worse than that, given the fact that they've got new coaching staff coming in. They've traded away their best pitchers. They've got a, an aging superstar that they've got a lot of money tied up in, and they really are kind of listless. They're rudderless. They don't have a direction at all of what they're going to do in 2024. They could fall 20 games. They could very well lose. They could very well have less than 70 wins. And I know that's kind of a bold stance considering where they were a 92 win team in 2023. I, I think it could happen. They could fall maybe not quite 30 games, but they could fail to crack 70. And Craig council is walking through that door in a Cubs uniform. He's not walking through that door in a Brewers uniform. He, th that, that for me is a huge thing as well. And yeah, I mean, Willie Adamas could be traded before the season starts. There's rumors that the Dodgers are very much in talks to acquire him. There's rumors that the Dodgers are in, I don't know why it's always the Dodgers, but yes, the Dodgers are rumored to be in talks about acquiring Devin Williams from them as well. The, and, and we looked at this before the, before the episode, before we hit record, the Brewers only have three players with guaranteed contracts for the 2025 season. They are Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich is signed through the 2028 season. There's a mutual option for 2029. He's going to be a brewer for a while still. They have Jackson Churio, their top prospect, and one of the top prospects in all of baseball, who they've already signed to a long-term contract. And they have Andy Ashby, who is a young left-handed pitcher. We saw him a little bit last year as well. That's it. Those are the three guys that they have under contract. There's player options, mutual options, club options for some other guys, but for the most part, guaranteed deals end this season. So there's a very good chance that if the Brewers begin to slide early, then they just fully embrace the slide and trade off everybody who's not nailed down for next year, which, and, and, and make no mistake about it, if there is a team probably the Dodgers, or if it's like the Yankees or something that come calling and say that they'll pick up Christian Yelich's contract, you better believe they're going to take that deal too. So I really don't see how the Brewers are in this conversation for the division. I think that if I were to put a confidence meter on this and we've, we've compared the Reds, if you missed, go back and check out the last two episodes. We talked about how the Reds stack up against the Cubs, how the Reds stack up against the Cardinals. If I were to put a confidence level, on where I think the, the teams that the Reds are going to finish better than, I think I have more confidence in the Reds beating out the Brewers than I do in them beating out the Pirates. Like, I, I think that the Brewers are the worst team in this division at the yeah, end of the year. I know that, you know, we get accused of being overly optimistic a lot, Jeff, but just looking at it on paper right now, uh, starting rotation, I give the edge to the Reds, yep. even with the health issues that they've had. Bullpen. With the upgrades that the Reds have made in the offseason, it's close. I give the edge, yeah. But I give the edge to the Reds. Yeah. Uh, and the lineup is no question for me. Top to bottom, one through nine, the Reds have a better lineup. Uh, I think that 2024 will finally be the year that the Reds break through and, and overcome whatever psychological hold that the Brewers have had on them over the last several years. Well, I the, think 2024 is the year they break that. The wizard that had that hold, his name was Corbin Burns, and he now pitches for Baltimore. Yeah, and with, with Burns <laughs> out of the equation, with, with honestly, with Craig Council out of the yeah. equation in Milwaukee, um, there's something to be said for 
council's ability to have having had the right players loaded and locked in the right situations against the red when he absolutely needed them. Uh, I, they're going to miss that. So I, I'm not, I'm not worried about Milwaukee at all. I know that that sounds really cocky. That sounds really arrogant, but you know, I'll say it again. I said this yesterday when we talked about the Cubs, the Cubs are going to give the reds their stiffest challenge in the division, just because we're not exactly sure who they are. And we're not exactly sure if they're done upgrading or what they're doing or if their rookies are going to pan out or what's going to happen. The Cubs are the ones to watch. The Brewers, I, I listen, I think the Brewers are going to trade away more pieces before the season starts. I, I don't I don't think they're done blowing it up. Um, it, it just would not shock me at all for there to be more deals prior to opening day. Yeah, and, and look, is there, a, is there a converse side of this that maybe the Brewers are a better than the, the dumpster fire that we are making them out to be? Sure. But is that a reality that means that they are a division contender? No. I, I think this is a team whose best case scenario is that they're flirting with 500 at the end of the year. I think that more than likely you could see the Brewers have a similar record to what the Cardinals had last year and be like a 60-something win team. I don't see how they win 81, 82, 83 games, let alone – contend for a playoff spot or contend for this division. Like this division is the Reds and the Cubs. And I guess if I squint hard enough, I could probably say the Cardinals are somewhere in that conversation, but I think that the Brewers aren't even as good as the Pirates. So I think at the end of the day, this is the team that I'm worried the least about. And it's funny to say, because you're right. Like there was this psychological hold. And last year, I remember saying on this podcast, like, look, the Brewers are just in my head right now as a fan. They're like bothering me and they live rent-free in my mind. That is no longer the case because they got rid of everyone on their team that I worry about. Yeah, and for me, for me, the more we look at this, Jeff, the more we break down these other teams, the more we look at these ridiculous national predictions, the more... I'm I'm gearing and leaning into Fired up, baby. the Reds could run away with this division. The Reds could run away with the National League Central in 2024. You heard it and here first. That is how we're going to end today's podcast on a very, very positive note. Thank you so much for checking out today's Lockdown Reds podcast. Everydayers, we appreciate you so much for being an everydayer. Coming up on the next one, you're not going to want to miss it because we're going to tell you why the Reds are better than the Pirates. We're also going to tell you why the pirates might be at least a little bit better than like horrible, but yeah, the, we're going to be breaking that down. We're also going to give you another prediction with which you can write down and throw back in our face whenever it's completely wrong, but that's going to be coming up on the next lockdown reds. Make sure that you don't miss it. The best way to not miss it is to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and right here on YouTube, click that bell to get notified on YouTube as well. Whenever we've got new content for you, cause we're going to be here every single day as we go through spring training, as we lead up to opening day. Why Steve? Because we are going to continue to torpedo these national talking heads and these national sites that haven't a clue about the Cincinnati Reds. We're going to keep gathering up the rumors. We're going to keep gathering up the information. We're going to bring it all right back here to keep you informed and, Locked on Reds every single day. I haven't gotten mad about the Reds in a while. I think I'm mad for the Reds, though. I think that's what it is. Heated. Heated. <laughs>